Hello everybody, welcome to Tuesday Conversation with Friends. And today, I have some friends with me that I've been friends with for X number of years, many. <laughs> and it's, uh, those are the people who own and run College Park Yoga here in Orlando, Florida, Calvin and Teresa. I'm going to have them introduce themselves so we get to know who they are and we're gonna have a very interesting and wonderful conversation today. So whoever wants to go first. Lady first. Well, I, <laughs> ladies, ladies I, know, I love hearing that. And that's what I heard the whole time I was surfing in the Philippines. Ladies first. I was like, oh, thank ah! you. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> my name is Teresa Karaming, and I have been directing College Park Yoga with my husband, Calvin, since 2001. Um, we have undergone many changes as we were talking yes. about. Surely from pizza boxes and beer to raw food <laughs> and <laughs> veganism and it has been quite the journey, so I'm very excited to be sharing some of our wonderful yoga journey and all of the changes that we've been through with you all today. Yes, and I am <laughs> the, uh, I am a witness to that because I've been to <laughs> College Park Yoga since 2003. Wow, it's been a long time. But Kelly, I know. Kelly, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, so we can get to know you as well? Yeah, uh, so my name is Calvin Kerming, and I've been operating and running uh, College Park Yoga with Teresa for, this will be our 20th year. It's just crazy how long it's been. I mean, I don't even feel like I've been operating it for 20 years, even though it wasn't easy to do. But in retrospect, I'm like going, wow, time has passed. And this past year, obviously, as many people have gone through this, this whole crazy pandemic thing, has been quite a year for right. for College Park Yoga and Teresa and myself. So, right. um, I'm I'm happy to be here, even talking to you right now. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, we can see each other, even though albeit albeit uh, virtually. And you know, of course, you know, because of the benefit of practicing yoga. I'm the Asian jeans. We look the same as three years ago, right? Wait, how do I fit into this? Oh, you're, you're an Asian by association. You have an Asian yeah. name. Yes. You, you need to do your 23 and me. Maybe you're, there's a little Asian in you, Teresa. There is. I, I know. I was mistaken as a Chinese baby when I was a kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is, is <laughs> Yes. There you go. Yeah, so so I we were talking about that uh, there's a lot of cross pollination in our experiences as uh, people who really work with people's heart and souls through body work, right? Because the piano mm -hmm. and the singing and yoga all deal with really the internal and the external. But there's also another component: is up until COVID hit, most of our business types tend to be brick and mortar businesses, mm -hmm. and. Um, and that's changed and um well 2021 comes around we're facing yet more changes and there, a lot of this really i think for for me and i can sense it from the both of you is also a reflection on who do we want to be and do we have any say in who we can be in the next phase so but i'd love to for you to share a little bit more about the history of how cpy the college park yoga came into existence i know what i remember uh asking you years ago before i was struggling to leave the corporate world to go back to music how did you do it and you told me cpy was built on pizza boxes <laughs> <laughs> i joke about cpy is a studio is a yoga studio that was built on pizza of boxes that taught me how to eat <laughs> vegan and raw. So. <laughs> 
Well, there was actually pizza in the box, not just the pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> and, and being with Teresa 20 years ago, there was a lot of cheese on that pizza. A lot of cheese. More than I could probably handle. So, yeah. So, it was, I mean, the idea of just opening was really about just getting a space. You know, finding, you know, obviously brick and mortar because, you know. That's what virtual. we did. The whole virtual world, even having a website 20 years ago was like, whoa, you have a website. Wow. Whoa. So, yeah, yeah, I know. So <laughs> it, times have changed a lot. Um, right. And in the beginning, it was like, we, all we need is a space to create uh, the ambience that we wanted, you know. So, you know, fast forwarding into today, it's like creating that ambience isn't the same. Like, like you were saying, having that uh the student in front of you and breathing with them moving with them guiding them and also the hands-on assistance that was really important part of the practice made us look at you know you know looking back at 2001 when we opened going there's no way that we would ever do anything online you know to do anything virtually would be like out of totally out of the question for us so it was it was like going no we would never do that and this was even just I mean you look back just like two years ago we had a student asking us when are we gonna have virtual classes and like we're like going I'm like thinking in my my head never <laughs> we're like going one day you know one day we'll do that and, and granted this this person had moved away you know three years ago and lives in Atlanta and she's been asking forever, like videos won't do it. Can you put something on YouTube or, you know, something weekly that we can, you know, log into. And, you know, until the pandemic hit, she was like, it took a pandemic for you guys to actually go online and make videos for us. <laughs> so <laughs> so was... the idea of change is really something else, isn't it? If it ain't broke, why fix it? But then everything got broken. <laughs> everything got yes. broken. You everything know? got broken. Yeah, and it completely shifted. Really big time. And, you know, just the whole virtual thing was not, you know, even, I mean, Teresa can even say, you know, you weren't willing to do that either until. That's like a whole new education. I had to go to school to learn how to live stream. I had no idea what this took and what it entailed. I mean, it was a lot of, it's like rebuild. It's building a whole new business is essentially yes, what virtual yoga is. It's, it's a whole new business, a whole new investment, yes. a whole new venture. Yes. And also too, not everyone's down with it. I've had a lot yeah. of students say virtual yoga is not my jam. I'm mm. waiting to come back. And okay. so there are a lot of people who are on board, but there's also the same number of people who are not on board. Exactly. So we have discovered that we need to maintain both a brick and mortar and a virtual space and making those two come together has been quite the adventure. <laughs> How do you balance? Because, uh, you know, I mean, I, in my mind, College Park Yoga has a class in the morning, has a class in the evening. And back in the days, it was seven days a week. And then we realized, uh, well, maybe our teachers need a day of rest. If not, maybe they did too. You know? Do you know that didn't the day of rest did not occur until 2021? <laughs> so what we did was is we discovered that the schedule that we were maintaining in 2020 was not a sustainable schedule. It was enough what to get us. 
it was crazy. It was busy. I mean, we were teaching two classes, like you said, going to, you know, six to 10 classes in the same day. And uh, that became a lot um, for us. And so when 2021 came, we decided we've got to figure out the live stream schedule, the yoga class schedule, that's brick and mortar, as well as our private session and workshop schedule, because we have now what is wonderful about this virtual thing is now there are a lot more students who also want to do one-on-ones. So I have a lot of students who don't even live in Orlando doing one-on-ones with us through the phone. Or I have students who are local that are not comfortable in a group class, but want personal training. So that has really evolved our business so much that we discovered, okay, we need to take a day to do projects that we don't have time to do because we're spending most of our time that used to be free teaching. Mm -hmm. So now that we're teaching virtually six other days of the week, that one day of the week is for us to decompress and work on some of the technological projects that are required to maintain the virtual life. (laughs) And I have to say, I love it, but it's time consuming. It's time consuming. Yep. I always said people have no idea how much time it takes to build a website as simple as ours. (laughs) I, you know what? I got to a point where my studio was thriving and I was getting too many inquiries because uh, back in 2008, when I left the corporate world, I started figuring out back in the days that online marketing was different than this. And I was the first two music teachers in Orlando that actually did any online marketing. And I got over 5,000 inquiries for private lessons from my website. So I just took it down. It's like, you know what? I'm not calling people back. It's actually giving me a bad rap. (laughs) (laughs) But then this time hit and I had to rebuild a website. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's time consuming. It's not hard because there's so many tools out there for you to build a spiffy looking website that does things. It's time consuming. Everything takes Mm -hmm. time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So now that we are live streaming and everything and doing things virtually over the phone, it it has transformed. So like the whole idea of what we had in the very beginning, even like two years ago, we're like going, it's it's really become like, oh wow, we can really make a connection with somebody virtually and energetically and you know not thinking that before but actually doing it and and really experiencing that connection with a student in this manner has really changed and opened my eyes and of course Teresa too Mm -hmm. to say yeah we can really make a difference even if we never make physical contact with that person and it's it's amazing so not that it was our initial or traditional way or classical way of approaching this practice Mm -hmm. but it's this is the new wave so we're like we were like totally on board when we found out that we had to do it and then when (laughs) we experienced it it's like going this isn't as bad as we thought you know because we can really like if, if we have like a class of 15 people that we probably haven't even seen in five, 10 years that live live across the country. They're logging in. It's like, we see them on the roster and energetically we're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is online from Colorado or, you know, New Hampshire or something, or, you know, or California. So it it was, it's really, it's pretty impressive how you can still reach out energetically and really still experience that yoga 
And I think, yeah, and I think it's really, um, I know we experience this in the music teaching industry, is some people have a really hard time adapting to teaching online. And there are some people like myself actually really love it. And I think part of it is how much it, are, are the teachers willing to try to accomplish the same goals with, through a different method? You know, mm -hmm. to be willing to adapt and change because you have to do it differently, but the end results you're looking for, it, they're not that different. Right, right, right. And so how do you get there? And so what have been the changes in how you approach it? I know for me as a student oh, yeah. of yours, my experience over the years have always been um, you're very verbal in the way you guide your classes. You do hands-on adjustments, but you know when you have a classroom full of students, you're getting the hands-on adjustments sparingly from the student's perspective, but a lot of this is verbal. And how do you find that translate to the online sessions? What changes do you have you needed, needed to make? Yes, yeah. Uh, Teresa, like, how how is it with you? <laughs> uh, it has been one of the things is like Shirley touched on it. I'm a very verbal teacher, and for me, the verbalization of educating people on yoga and assisting them and helping them and guiding them um, came very naturally. Um, Calvin is the one who inspired me to become a hands-on teacher. You know, teaching you know, teaching people how to move with my hands, and so that was more of a secondary education for me. So so that's why I think I adapted really well to this virtual education, because as a teacher, I find that I'm more of a verbal assistant. So I found that it was very comfortable to adapt to this new realm of teaching very quickly. Right, right. And what about you, Calvin? Yeah. You're more hands-on, according to Teresa. My experience has been yeah, not necessarily always that way, because the two of you do teach differently, but alike. So, but I'm curious, what, how did you feel with the transition and what changes did you have to make? I kind of, you know, I'm kind of that person that is like an all or nothing kind of guy. <laughs> That's so true. I try, you know, I try not to be, but if I'm on board, I'm on board. So it's like when I actually experienced my first um, session teaching, like it, it was, it wasn't, it actually was the virtual classes where we didn't actually see anybody, but I, I have Teresa in front of the camera and I'm actually verbalizing for a live stream. Uh, so that's how we initially did it because we obviously we weren't having classes at the time. Um, so it, it was different, but it was, it was like I was teaching Teresa, which is, she's a great student already. So I kind of, um, you know, I, I almost don't really have to train her in the same manner that I would teach someone else. But if I was doing a, a private, a one-on-one -on -one with a client that, you know, that couldn't make it in, it was, it was a little challenging in the beginning, but when you, when you see somebody energetically and we're so used to looking at somebody in their energetic form of postures and, and um, being able to hear them breathe, were the two essential components that made it very adaptable for me, I guess, so to speak. So it was, it was nice. It was, it was pretty seamless transition for me. So yeah. what I'm really hearing is that determination to actually <laughs> make the change to make the transition and make it work not that i really don't want to do this i'm only doing it because i have to attitude but the fact that i'm doing right. it 
and it's going to be done in the way that needs to be done. And I love that. You know, that's how we go from pizza boxes to vegan, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. You've got to be determined. Right. you got to feed yourself somehow. you got to feed yourself good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been to your, your burn events, and it's one of my favorite things in my entire life. You it's know, ours, ours too. Oh my God, and we're working incredible. on ways to bring it back. I'm so excited. <laughs> and uh, would you be interested in maybe creating a series of cooking shows? We are. That is in the pipe. Um, because of this new virtual setup and because we actually have the correct equipment, which we never had before either, um, <laughs> it actually yeah. will allow us to do cooking videos. So Shirley, I don't know if you know about this, but we've been revamping the book burn and it's coming into print this year as a 360 page, full colored, beautiful, glorious book of recipes. And of course, as you know, burn was also about yoga. Yes. There is also the yoga practices in there as well. And and as long with that project coming to fruition this year, we also were talking about doing online cooking courses. And as you know, we have the on-demand channel and the on-demand channel makes it possible for us to do a series of cooking courses, like maybe doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or teaching you how to make a single meal over the course of a different series. Right. Cause as you know, our meals are layers. And me too. And so I cannot even <laughs> begin to tell you how excited we are because everything that we are building right now is built not only around the yoga practice and the yoga studio uh, coming to fruition, but also burn taking on a whole new life of its own. So we're both very that. excited yeah. to bring it back. Yes. <laughs> because you know, I've done burn with you two or three different yes. times, a few years apart and as a different person with a literally a different body and, uh, yes. you know, and so, so I love the program, but each time it's a different experience, not just but I also love the fact that Vern has been growing. It's not been the same program, the first one, because I did a first burn program with you. When I remember. You first burn. And, uh, and then I did another burn with you when you were Edgewater in the big, different yep. space. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to see the next one because um, to me, what I've loved about working with the two of you is it's, it's always about life. Yoga is life. You know, <laughs> yes. it's not the asana, it's not the posture, it's not just a physical practice. And it's not just what you eat, but there's so much more right. to it. And, um, and yeah, and we were talking about how the, all those changes we're going through as the pandemic hit, as we live in the middle of it, as it begins to move into the next phase, it all together is the yoga practice. Can you tell? our audience a little bit more about what that means. Go ahead, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the wonderful things I think of bridging the gaps of yoga and food is it's not just about living life. It's not just about getting through life. It's about the quality of life you have each moment. So people do ask us, like, I get a lot of questions, like, do you guys eat junk food ever? And I always will say, well, my junk food's a little different than your junk food <laughs> because, because of what I do for a living. 
I recognize that I was 23 when we opened the yoga studio. So my body could, if I had a pizza, it would be fine the next day. Shirley, if I were to do that now, I wouldn't be able to teach class for a week. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) So, So, you know, we've all changed. And so now I really feel that the evolution of our food, the evolutions of our yoga practice have completely shifted how we look at everything we do moment to moment. And Calvin and I, we will always crack up because I say to him, I go, you know, we live life minute to minute. Do you realize that? Like we're always like to the minute how we live our life. There's a lot of presence in our life. And it wasn't something that we planned or struggled for. It was a whole entire effort of everything that we do on our yoga practice, everything that we do with our food practice, all coming together. And we've practiced it so much and so consistently with so much devotion and gratitude and enjoyment that now it's become something that we cannot be separate from it, even if we tried. Like we are just with it every minute of the day. And I think this transformation of enjoying life's little moments is what made not only 2020 bearable, but has also given us motivation and inspiration to plan not only 2021, but like think about all the things we want to do until 2031. So it's a really beautiful shift, I think, that we were able to go through. But our practice is the only reason we are able to get here. (laughs) For those people who may or may not have, uh, they may go to yoga classes, they may do the asana, or they may have never really explored yoga. What is a yoga practice? Yoga practice? Yeah, that's a that's a good question because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, put in a nutshell is like what what is um, what draws you to do anything in in life? What what gets you out of bed? What makes you um, passionate about or you know really pulled to do something to take action? And this practice that we do we look at it as there's many different names for it. We look at it as a karmic yoga practice or karma yoga, which is yoga of action. And when you actually do something as far as like getting yourself onto your mat, performing postures and learning the the breath techniques, of course, these are forms of yoga practice, but the actual yoga experience is what happens, you know, inside and, and, that is the personal experience that each person can have, you know, if they do the work. And, and, and it's really bringing themselves to actually be motivated initially to do the work of doing postures, even though they're hard and challenging. Mm-hmm. And the breath work, even if you're out of breath or you have difficulty with performing that breath consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's like being consistent with something, just as like with you, Shirley, with your music, and your students, you you ask them to perform something consistently, and then eventually, over time, something emerges from that. And and I really think there is there is a parallel with the yoga practice is if they continue to do the practice, the experience of what yoga is can can be defined by that personal individual. Right. And one thing that I personally experienced because. 
in some ways it feels like we grew up together, right? We <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Are you kidding me? We right? were all kids. <laughs> yeah, and because I think the way a person approaches everything in their 20s is so different than the 30s and now in our 40s. And, Can you believe uh, it? Right? Yeah. And, uh, we're in our know, 40s. yeah but you know but it's that that i one thing i've really experienced over the years because i've come to you when i was younger with a body that just was with a person that just was and then i had illnesses i had injuries we've gone through lives together and one thing that i've experienced a lot in my studies in my work with you has been compassion it's not just compassion from the teachers to the students, from one person to another, but a learning and a study of self-compassion, yes. self-acceptance and self-compassion. And that um, we, we judge others because we judge ourselves. And we judge ourselves based on the barometer of where we think things should be, and it comes with expectations, right? right. What do I expect my body to do? Because it used to do that. No doubt. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. And before injuries, before aging, before illnesses, right. and then some of the things my body miraculously still can do because it has memories from all those years ago. But there are other things the body's, uh, the, my body has gone through trauma, that trauma has taught it different things. And trauma has so much to do with um, the lack of compassion for ourselves. So can you talk a little bit about how your teaching has evolved and uh, the journey, the changes that have happened over the 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the evolution is, it's always, I mean, that is yoga practice in itself yeah. is observation of what is happening. So you always see the changes you know, way back, you know, you have to, you have to look back at the past to go, oh my gosh, look how much has changed. Right. But when you're in the, when you're in that moment, you're in that present moment, you're, you're in the now, like we are now, you having the, having the foresight to see what's going to happen. And like Teresa's saying, 30, 31, we're going to be doing like different stuff. Did you say you know, 30, 31, we're planning on yeah, she's already, she already sees what's going to happen. So it's like, it's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to actually see that for, awesome. you know, for the average person that is kind of stuck in their frame of thinking because of a lot of, because of the, the training of the outside world or just how we are raised or brought up or who we hang around with, what we, what we feed ourselves, not just food wise, but what we consume in the social media world and, and just in the media world in general, it really does affect how we treat ourselves and how we treat people outside, you know? Um, but ultimately the evolution is going into observation and paying attention to what you're doing now, paying attention to how you are functioning in this moment. And that's why the yoga practice is so powerful is when you actually can devote yourself to to doing it as uh, boring it might be for somebody or challenging difficult or easy you know or enjoyable all of these things are like life's processes and and like you were talking about how injuries really change your life and and the difficulties and and you know i mean 
I mean, I can't say aging, you know, because we have a student that's like in her late 80s, she's practically 90 years old and she's killing it on the yoga mat. Consistent, <laughs> devoted, present. I mean, everything that you Consistent. you would want to be in, in your 80s, you know, is she's she's pulling it off and is an inspiration. So, and I think that's ultimately that what Teresa and I want to do is is to continue continue to be an inspiration for people and to just kind of get them out of their their uh, typical mindset mm -hmm. of how they operate their lives. Because if you don't even stray out of that typical way of being, evolution doesn't happen. It doesn't happen on its own. It needs, it needs a catalyst. It needs a little bit of effort involved. So if there's no effort, or there's no, yeah, a little fire that, <laughs> That can really ring push red. you. Exactly. Yeah, a little red in there, you know. To, to the really Aries, right? Up. The Aries girls and their red clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are both. I missed. I missed the memo. I'm not. Yeah, wearing no, you have red. There might be a little bit of red. <laughs> yeah, but this is really for the Aries girls, right? <laughs> Calvin, you got enough fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I need to like. You're a Leo. Out. You've got the sunshine. That's true. That's right. That's true. But You're the yeah, walking it's, sun. I'm really, you know, I am really excited to see what the the next evolution of, you know, just us as human beings, you know, turn out to be in the next several years, as well as the studio and mm -hmm. whatever that's gonna evolve into. Um, it, you know, it really has been like, we kind of like let go of the reins a little bit and, and allowed things to kind of occur, but still have the, the fire and the motivation to actually put effort towards something that is meaningful to us, you know, and 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 I think it ultimately boils down to our connection to to our students, you know. Right. I really think oh, so yeah. because I always felt every moment I spent with you, and it's been many moments throughout many years, it's always being devoted and present. And I think that's what really um you know, it's not like people you go out to have a cup of coffee, you grab dinner and you drink beers with. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, you know, every moment spent together, if, albeit mostly in the studio, has been present, has been devoted, has been genuine and sincere. And I think that is what I have always appreciated about you. And, and the consistency is, um, is incredible. Cause I mean, I've been in Orlando since 2003, and so I've been, I've known you since 2003. You're one of the yeah. places I visited when I moved here. So I think that consistency speaks for itself. And uh, now as we wrap up today's conversation, I'm going to have some information from you so people can find you and uh, find out how to explore a session with you, whether it's live streaming, in person or one-on-one -on -one and keep in touch about the 
the cooking shows because that would be oh, yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, we're excited about that. Any oh, final so thoughts? Yeah, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yes, really? absolutely. I really feel, Calvin touched on it and so did you, that people kind of put themselves in this little, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is my tension, this is where I think I can take myself. Mm-hmm. And if if a person is willing to just say, you know what, I know that I need to make a change, I may not know exactly what it is, to take the opportunity to take a yoga class, to practice, to learn how to breathe, because the one thing that yoga is going to do is going to show you that the limits you've put on yourself were all self-imposed. They're not real. And yoga practice has the ability to shift and evolve and change your life, to work with challenges in different ways, to work with mental disruptions in different ways. And this year, a lot of people were riddled with anxiety and yoga practice completely, it doesn't just quell anxiety, it can completely eradicate it. So if people could just for a moment, just step out of their head, and take a yoga class, I really feel that they will make a huge improvement on their life, definitely. Beautiful, and Calvin? That's true. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fear that kind of, you know, takes over. And, and, I, and obviously this past year has been all about being afraid. People, you see it in everybody, you see it. I mean, you experience it in yourself. There's, there's different levels of fear for everyone and everyone has a different way of approaching it and i think the way that to to diminish like teresa's talking about eradicating you know those negative things that can weigh us down and prevent us from living our life the way we should be living it is the fear factor you know being afraid of the the pandemic is one of the major ones um security what am i going to do for a living now that i lost my job there's so many different things that will weigh on on a person's shoulders of what prevents them from from living the way they should and i think really taking taking time to to do practice yoga meditation it just it brings you into that space where there's really nothing to be afraid of anymore you know and to to be able to latch on to something that's powerful that's already inside of you is it's the yoga practice learning to breathe learning to move learning to really feel better in your own skin and your own body is like it's it is it's the catalyst it's a powerful catalyst to actually get you motivated to do something yes yeah awesome Uh, yeah (laughs) and you know i just love the two of you i'm so happy you're able to join me and i hope people who tune in feel the same way as i do which i cannot (laughs) know as we say goodbye i'm going to roll on my mat after i hit uh you know the the, the top button and get on the mat and get present so thank you so much and uh, this is not going to be our last conversation together and but thank you for sharing so much of your thank you thank Thank you you. and sarah 
Surely. Um, remind people that they can find us at collegeparkyoga.com for the yoga classes and liquidfireyoga.com is where all of the burn things will be. So all the food and yoga. Yes. <laughs> so you will find that in the description. And when this video is posted, you will find all of this information on in the description. So you can just click on the link and explore it. We want to make it as simple for you as we can make it. Because rest <laughs> of the life can be too hard as it is. So yeah. <laughs> Easier the better. Yes. So until next time, thank you so much.